0: Hello, you're listening to Living Alone Together. I am your only host, Yen. So, uh, if you've noticed, and I think most of you haven't, but I have not uploaded anything in two or three weeks, and that's not due to a failure to to find a topic well, if you want to put it negatively, yes, that's what it is. But really it's because I've not had any intrusive thoughts in the past two or three weeks, which is not to say that I'm having any right now, but um, that used to happen a lot more often uh, in the last, in 2022 or the year before that. And maybe in the past few months or so, I've been not stressed at all, and I feel more like in my natural habitat. So, um, so I, I didn't even think about recording. <laughs> um, if you are familiar with this podcast, you will know that I'm normally recording when when there's something stressful or when I have something to complain about. And there's been nothing to complain about really in the past two weeks or so. Uh, today. I do have something to talk about, and it's slightly negative, but not exactly so. Um, Let me just start with a quick update and why I wanted to do this episode today. Basically, my laptop broke last week, and I've only been using it for uh, two years and four months, so I can't even say 2.5 years. That's very frustrating, and it's not a complete crash, as in I could still use it 60 or 70 percent of the time what happened was uh it would just break down sorry it would just reboot itself maybe spontaneously like at one or two minutes once per every one or two minutes or you could run it for five hours and nothing would happen but then suddenly at the end of the day it just reboots itself so uh obviously that's not very convenient and yet it is frustrating because it seems it seems like it could still work it's just not really functional um I've got the uh, hardware checked and nothing um nothing seemed to be the problem so and yet it's out of warranty so if I'm if I'm going to um do a further checkup uh, I might have to pay more and who knows what's the actual problem and sometimes I think with computers they're could just be problems that are never, never resolved and you would never know why and um, so I've decided just to let it go I, I donated it to Um, to a school Uh, hopefully they could uh, make it work but anyway I was just so angry looking at the computer normally this wouldn't be something that I do I would say that I'm quite a frugal person (laughs) and I would try to extract as much value out of it before I let it go but this time it was just it's just different because I don't know with laptops there's always um I guess for me it's one of the things where I kind of have an emotional connection to as in I really do everything on it and um, look I know you know that I I got a desktop but um, the laptop is so different because it's a thing you bring outside it's a thing that that you do everything on so <laughs> whereas for me the desktop is really more of an entertaining um, device the laptop is more of a work device and for me yeah that means a lot more than, <laughs> than the entertainment um, so yeah I, I got a little bit attached to the thing and I decided that I don't want to see it fail in front of me again so I just donated it otherwise normally I would have uh, just sell it for some very very low price but that's the story of the um, well, the topic of today's episode. So obviously, knowing me, you should know <laughs> that uh, um, I would just go into like a big rabbit hole of looking up laptops, and uh, it's like a great opportunity for shopping, which normally cheers me up. But this is one of the cases where I've been just—I have no clue how to find the best thing because. And after all this, well, after the whole week of, of doing some digging, I realized, you know, my suspicion is that laptop is just not um, a finished product yet. I feel like um, it is just meant to do too much that uh, you got, you've got you got to pay uh, a, a ridiculous sum of money to get every part just functioning okay not even uh, doing great performance but just having average performance I think that's what laptops are at this stage there are a few things where I think there could always be more improvement but it just never got improved and I suspect that laptops could be in this category another thing um, that's that (laughs) is the umbrella (laughs) so you know I've had so many umbrellas failed on me I I was so mad and normally I would get just a cheap umbrella but there was once when I've decided look you know this is gonna be my umbrella for life so I got a freaking expensive uh, umbrella it was huge and it said you you would with it could withstand all these tornadoes and all the <laughs> wind tests and all that so I, I was like okay fine I'm getting this it's a huge umbrella and it's also foldable so <laughs> now to, to say this out loud it sounds a bit stupid But anyway, I don't remember what the price was. I think maybe it was 30 US dollars, which uh, I don't know if it's really expensive. But for me, that's way too expensive for an umbrella. Anyway, I got that umbrella and it worked perfect um, for the time I had it. (laughs) And what happened to it was eventually I lost it. (coughs) Excuse me. So that's the end of the story. I never got to test if it actually um, would last forever. And the onus is really on me; it really was my problem and suppose I didn't uh just lose the thing, maybe it would still be with me, and maybe I would be able to test it out for fifty years or so but I would never know so I think umbrellas um yeah they're one of the things that are never that are not quite evolved yet and my I used to don't get wide, and now I kind of have a theory, which is simply that people who um are Going to be using umbrellas are not exactly, um, let's say, rich enough, which is to say that they're most likely those who don't own a car uh, and they're most likely pedestrians. So, uh, and most of the time, if they're going to be in the rain, it will be for the sh- very, very short. Distance maybe two meters max. That um you know before they step into a car and then they they, they walk outside. So for them, there's no for the rich people who <laughs> can afford cars and maybe even drivers. Uh, these are the people um, who could have some power in <laughs> forcing a company to invent a good umbrella, but they are not uh, motivated enough to do so because they have cars and they don't need umbrellas. It's a stupid theory, but just like whenever my umbrella fails me that's what I think um so yeah that's why umbrellas seem to have been uh stagnated (laughs) for the past hundred years or so I don't think they've really improved at all um umbrellas are one and the another one uh thing that I think never improved is the um alarm clock oh my god this is another area in, of life where i wish someone could just come up with something again i don't have a good theory behind this but i i'm suspecting that people who uh, look people who actually need alarm clocks they're workers so they're, therefore they're technically not um middle class or not rich enough to uh to be able to innovate and to influence people to innovate, right? So poor workers, they, they've they got the alarm clock and they're just going to do with whatever uh, is available. And uh the the people who don't need alarm clocks, obviously, they um don't have motivation to improve them. That's why I think alarm clocks really suck today. And uh I don't know the percentage but I'm I'm sure a lot of people just rely on their uh smartphones to to do that. I don't because I don't wanna to touch my smartphone the first thing in the morning. So I actually have a physical alarm clock and Whenever I have guests, they just marvel at the existence of a physical alarm clock. Um, I have that because it's aesthetically pleasing, but it's just that I I want the actual touch, you know, of (laughs) turning off an alarm clock. Anyway, so that's, um, yeah, umbrellas and alarm clocks. I just feel like there's a lot of space for improvement, but they, there's just no motivation to do that. Laptops, yes, these are the third thing that I think just, um, just it's like a really tricky product, I think. So I, if you know this podcast well enough, you will know that the very first episode is about iPads. And in that, I talked about Kindle, uh, electronic books, and I think iPads or uh, tablets and uh, electronic books, they actually have a, a good consumer base. And they're, they're actually a unique product in that, f- for example, for me, uh, I did get the I- iPad eventually. I think the iPad works like um, a huge smartphone and it 's actually functional if you want to watch movies or any videos on them, and if you want to do some really light processing word processing or um, replying to your email or doing or treating them as um, an external screen uh, or yeah if, if you want to use them as an e reader they 're actually useful because they don't have the keyboard and you could just use them as the Um, as a stand to to show your textbook for example so iPads I think are actually very very useful for and it's unique it's not like a desktop it's actually light uh, and it's something you would be able to carry around happily and um, it could be for work or it could be for uh, entertainment so it's really really compact you know what it is um the thing is, and so I think it has it serves a unique purpose, but I think laptops are just at a very weird place. Because um, since my laptop broke, I've been thinking, if I really do need um, a a laptop, I already have a tablet, I already have a desktop, so what's the point of a laptop? Well, after all, I do still have the need to, to do some work uh, in a cafe, not in my house. And that's when I would need a laptop. The thing is, because um, I was going over the specs of newer laptops, um, things people are still moving, are, are still going for uh, higher spec laptops, and they could be quite expensive. I think I checked out the uh, MacBook Pro, which is, um, I think, about $2,000 in the US or something. And um, But that's not just MacBook Pro. I mean, if you got... You've got gaming laptops that are even more expensive or about that um, in, in that price range. Of course, you also have the really cheap ones if you're looking at the new models, so maybe $200 would work. Um, it's a really tricky product, isn't it? Because let's say you really want to do some gaming. Now, I'm not a gamer, but I would imagine that a proper gamer would actually have a desktop, so and they will be much more relaxed and happy to, <laughs> to game in their room, right? I don't really see the point of having a 2000 gaming laptop because it's very heavy, and um, you're gonna, I don't know what you're gonna do with it. Are you gonna just put it in your car and then drive it around to meet up with a friend maybe that's what you you'll be doing i have no idea so um and if you're gonna do some light work let's say just uh, word processing or bringing it to the office as a second screen or something or some let's say coding right maybe you need a laptop but let's say you are a coder and um And you are doing, I suspect that what people do do is that they bring it to cafes to actually work um, when they're not in the office. So I think that's the um, appeal of a laptop. But so that's a tricky thing then, because a lot of the money of the laptop actually goes into the screen. And um, for me personally, I'm not looking to get uh, a, a break a great screen i just need something that's functional but i i know that a lot of people do emphasize the screen a lot just like uh the people who uh want to get the best cameras on a smartphone i suspect that there are a bunch of people who do want to use laptops on uh, as a pure entertainment Device in that case, they might need a good screen, or they're doing I don't know video editing. And by the way, I just wonder how many video editors there actually are out there. Because often when you're looking at the product description, or when people are discussing this a specific thing, they would often bring up the video editor, right? (laughs) So I don't even know what how many people are actually video editors looking for a new laptop so I suppose the screen is for people like these and then for me the laptop it really is just an intermediate product where for when I don't want to work at home and for I don't want to be using my iPad when I'm outside for when I want to write some letter or email um, in the cafe that's when I use it so in that scenario, I would suspect that uh, portability is one of the major factors in my, well, in my consideration of a laptop. But if you're going to go for a very portable laptop, often the battery life is just not going to be very good. And or whatever is inside all that um, internal structure, maybe there's no fan or Anyway, it's just not well-designed. I mean, there's no uh, perfect product because if you're going for lightweight, then there might be an issue with cooling if you're going for, and for me personally, if you're going for a very uh, brilliant screen, uh, literally, maybe, um, I don't know, um, it's going to be heavier. I I have no idea. Anyway, the point is just that for a laptop, there's just so many things you're looking for, whereas for a desktop, you can customize every single thing, right? But for for laptop, everything is all in one. And therefore, it's just like too many factors to consider. And it's just really exhausting. So in the end, the simplest thing is just to, for me, is just to look for the brands that haven't failed me yet. So, so uh, that's what I've been doing. Um, and uh, I already ordered my new laptop, I hope. It's going to be good, um, and um, so yeah, um, maybe I'll do an update on that later on, but it's not an interesting thing. What I did want to talk about, uh, based on this laptop issue, is the idea of a mental ledger. So, um, I don't know where I read about this, maybe I read it in a book or something, uh, it's a, written by an economist, and he was saying that you know money is not supposed to be, let's say, Um, divided into so many categories, uh, but people do have their mental ledgers. They would put aside this amount of money for uh, for uh, particular use, for budgeting and all that. And I was thinking about this when I was looking at the laptops because um, maybe that's the issue, you know? Creating artificial categories um, that don't really actually help you uh, with your workflow. So for me, for example, since I already have um, Apple products for a lot of things, and most of the things are for personal use, I've decided that I must get a non-Apple product for for my laptop because laptop, as I said, is mostly for um, work outside of the home. So I've decided that you know I have to strictly uh, restrict uh, my my choice to Windows so that I could I don't have to. Uh, synchronize everything with my ipad and my mac um that's my thinking and so maybe there's it's just an artificial limitation that i'm putting on myself um and i realize there are actually a lot of areas in life where i do that as well i think another area of mental ledger is obviously um well my age (laughs) i am the kind of person who gets really really attached to to the age or rather I have a sense of what has to be done in a certain age bracket but at the same time I do realize that it's actually uh, quite an artificial limitation um, and it's really stupid to to force yourself to do something just because you are of a certain age or force yourself to not do something because of your age but it happens quite a lot I was you know I, I think um there I think between 20 and 25 I was super anxious about um being be, being healthy and just maintaining general health and um trying to stay attractive <laughs> It sounds so stupid now because I thought look this is you're gonna be the prettiest uh in this time now to look back uh, on that I feel like it was like a complete waste of time thinking in that way because what's the point you still got 70 years to live or so. and uh yeah there's no way that you're just going to keep healthy for five years and just give up after that I used to I used to hear people say that your health is just going to be so bad once you turn 30 which I did and it, it didn't really happen um particularly because I gave up on the mental ledger in in that front I think um, i 've decided that you 're going to keep me healthy for the rest of your life it doesn 't matter which age bracket you 're in when you 're filling that form. Um, another area is of course um, maybe the career you 're having or the um the amount of salary you 're getting by a certain age. I used to have that constraint um very, very. Uh, strongly and I used to feel like I am a huge disappointment to myself and I used to watch a bunch of TED talks telling you um what you should do before you turn 30 whatever it is and I realized that it's just a bunch of bullshit really (laughs) because um it doesn't really mean anything it means it's just I think people do have that mental switch sometimes that if I turn this age, then I got to start thinking about X, Y, and Z, which is is not true because you have your own flow. And it doesn't make sense when your pace is already different for five or 10 years uh, compared to most other people. And then you suddenly tell yourself, look, oh, you got to catch up. It just makes no sense physically. It's not possible to quickly catch up if you've been living under your own pace for um, so long. So I think that's something that's a mental ledger I'm willing to to give up. Not that I'm exactly an artistic type where I'm going to peak at 65 or something. Not like that. It's just that uh, I want to try not stressing my myself too much over the bound, artificial boundaries. So that's a thing where I... That's also about a mental ledger. Um, Another area is um, relationships. So um, I think it's just I used to be so cautious when it comes to talking, meeting up with a friend and talking to them and just picking and choosing the topic because of the mental ledger and I sort of have this invisible... Uh, categories of things that I um, designate to certain groups of people and then it just gets really exhausting because sometimes they surprise me with things that I would not, would not expect people in that box to say to me right and then sometimes um, I just feel I just feel like th- there's a huge distance if you keep um, um, such strict rules so that's another area of <laughs> of life where I am willing to just blur the boundaries a little bit and just not be so strict with oh this is this person is from this box therefore i can only tell talk to them about x1z whereas this person is from the other box and all that i think i'm just gonna go have a more natural approach to life as in just go with the flow or just go with whatever I'm, i feel like doing at the moment um and and um, by the way this is a really huge realization. I think that maybe apart from one or two people, not even one, I think, I think most people you encounter in your life just don't give a shit about what you're doing. (laughs) So, um, okay, it sounds really um, wrong because obviously we hear a bunch of stories or theories about how let 's say women or certain groups of people feel oppressed because people project them to be of a certain type of person or they uh, they got mad because they don 't fit into that stereotype let 's say obviously that 's an issue but i'm i 'm just saying that and and it 's very difficult to step outside of that self imposed image or stereotype you 're giving um what well, to yourself but <laughs> i mean it's the i think that's a thing that that is real that phenomenon is real but um it could be real but very distant as in I, I i suppose that most of the people you do interact with um they don't they're not using an artificial ledger to to place you and um as in um most of the time they're thinking about themselves even when they're listening to, to you talk. And I've come to, I come to this realization very, very late in my life. But once I realize that, it's such a relief. It really is. Because unless, I guess, like, like I said, and, um, except for maybe one or two people, let's say your uh, eventual partner um, or your kid or I don't know. Anyway, it, except for one or two people, I think most people, they don't, They don't really care who you are and what you're doing. Uh, And there's no need to put yourself inside a box or to feel the need to uh, redeem yourself or to make sure that you've got a nice story to tell others just because you're going to meet up with them pretty soon. I mean, unless you're going to date them let's say if you're trying to uh, have family with that person then yeah maybe it matters a little bit but for most of the time if you're just talking to a friend or someone you've never you've not seen for a long time they don't really care what you're doing like I think at least I don't right (laughs) I think that's that's a real story here I don't give a fuck about what other people are doing. i mean we we're just hanging out for a few hours. Why in the world does it matter to me if they are unemployed or they are making millions of dollars or whatever they're doing right It doesn't matter what i what matters to me at least um just for me is just vibing well and just having a good conversation and catching up and that's about it and I think it's about how they frame things that really matter, so if they are uh Let's say they're unemployed and they um, they seem to have nothing to do, but they're full of energy and they seem happy, then that's good. And I could feel their energy. It doesn't matter what they're actually doing. Um and and another thing is, and that's that's an important point I discovered. Another thing is that um even those who seem to react to whatever they tell you, sorry, whatever you tell them about yourself let's say you told them oh i quit my job or something right they could have a slight reaction they could say oh how come or something like that but ultimately um even if they are really empathetic and they would spit out a bunch of words that show that they're listening to you ultimately they 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 can't do anything about it right um and they give you a bunch of advice um if they like but um there's no way you have to take them unless you really ask for them so in other words they could show disappointment or they could be happy for you whatever it is but that reaction remains theirs and you are still the one who's got to deal with your shit by the end of the day so I don't know. Once I realized the fact that nobody cares about you, it's so <laughs> such a big relief honestly because you know, they could they could question oh how come you you're not uh, urgently pursuing a new job or how come you're not urgently doing something or how come you are fine with where you are right now they may have that question in their mind and they might even voice it but I think ultimately you've just, you've just got to be sure of what you're doing and as long as you're happy I think look you know I do not want this thing to turn into the self-help episode and I really don't like this kind of thing it's just it happens to fit into the ledger question because it's one of the strong uh, artificial or self-made mental ledgers I I used to abide by so I used to think that um whenever I meet up with someone I haven't seen for a long time you've got to have a good story and a lot of what I'm doing in life I, I used to they're not exactly just for me I feel like I'm doing things to give people a proper explanation of why I exist and uh that need not be the case I feel like I finally realized that right you have the right to exist you no know, um in whichever way you like as long as you're not stealing from others then you're good and um and coming with that is the uh, abandonment of the age ledger and just you don't need to give yourself or sorry you don't need to give others a full explanation of what you're doing in fact in fact i might add and this is Going to be a very bold uh, opinion. In fact, you don't even owe yourself an, an explanation. Um, <laughs> I think that might be my crucial problem, which is that I live, I strive too much on explanations and too little on doing. Um, you could just, you could just not think at all. Just do things, look up information, and follow some some advice, maybe. But ultimately. Just just live without really um, abiding to any structure or um, advice on the internet or from anyone else. I think you don't even need to do things logically. <laughs> At least, okay, this is what I'm telling myself, not to you, but <laughs> it would be quite a relief, you know, just like um, to to know that, yeah, you just need to, Uh, go for the minimum or just to abide by the minimal standard which is to keep breathing and not fall right (laughs) and i think if you could do that if you could keep just keep breathing and not fall and wake up every day um then that's it um there's no more else to to say or to explain and even to yourself as long as you keep doing that um that's even stronger too strong than i i i wanted to be i mean you could you could fall if you want <laughs> i I feel like life is much easier that way, and if' just not if you're not insisting on too many um little things, i think it's really easy to be not sad maybe not happy but at least not upset or not stressed um i think so it's probably a three three par uh three part Process. The first part is to uh, forget about what people think about you or forget about coming up with a logical explanation of your life to a stranger. Most of the time, um, they are strangers. (laughs) And the second step is to give up um, coming up with an explanation for yourself either because you could be quite logical and uh, who knows what you like. Uh, every single second right so I think that, and then once you, you you can overcome these two steps I feel like for me that's enlightenment so the third step is just just wake up and breathe and don't die <laughs> that's good enough <laughs> my god I'm cheering myself up I, I'm not upset but it's like it's such a good enlightenment I can't believe i reached some sort of enlightenment on the spot of the of recording this podcast so yeah that's about it I think so the thing with the laptop is the same you know just just maybe you've got some budget fine then you you within that budget just pick whatever whatever you you feel like doing you don't have to go over the stupid tables and you don't have to go do a lot of research just say pick one that looks good and something that seems to be okay that's it and you don't have to Google search everything uh, or uh, since it's the new trend, you don't have to ask ChatGPT everything before you make a decision. You just like freaking do it. And um, if it's wrong, it's wrong. Uh, Nothing is gonna... uh, You're not gonna fall physically (laughs) and you will still keep breathing, right? So I think ultimately, I think ultimately that's the thing. That's the way of life. You know what? I'm gonna adopt this new mental well ledger or the lack of mental ledger and just like tell myself there's absolutely no ledger whatsoever uh everything is unboxed and everything is uh within limits um and there are no limits and just like there are no rules and there are no words there's no logic just go with whatever makes you feel good i think oh my god It's such good enlightenment. You know, I should record my podcast more often because this doesn't really happen in my real life. Every day, even though I've I'm I've not I don't have a lot of things to do officially, I'm still I've still found many things to do and to do research on just because of this mental ledger that's just there. I feel like there are so many boxes in my mind that I have to fill and I keep dividing my time into okay this is more work and this is more fun and all that it's so n- unnecessary you know just <laughs> just wake up and you have to wake up and <laughs> at the minimum you've got to wake up um you stand up <laughs> then you don't need to have a mental picture of what you're going to have for breakfast. Just go to the kitchen and grab something to eat. Uh, you don't have to live a picturistic life where, oh, it will be good to have this kind of English breakfast set up and I'm going to sit properly. It's fine. You don't have to do that. And suppose you're the kind of person who actually ends up in the bed uh, the whole day on a weekend. It's, it's okay. Don't feel bad. <laughs> You know what this is a new lifestyle i 'm going to adopt from now on, which is to not have any style not no a lifestyle it 's just wake up and not fall. This is my new model new model is <laughs> wake up and not fall and pick whatever laptop you want within your budget all right and um, just hang out with people without questioning what they 're doing without feeling that you need to explain your existence uh so yeah just exist and don't fall that's a that's a great advice I think to myself to myself only <laughs> you can keep up with your mental ledgers and uh have some internal fun with that but for me that's it I'm just gonna give up on the um invisible boundaries in my own life so that's my new thing and I'm just by the way, you know, I, I, I also encountered something like this very recently. I was looking up, again, <laughs> I was trying to see what people's experiences are with uh, having children. And there was just someone who was asking on the forum, why in the world would someone have want to have children? And then there was a really poignant response, which was, and I remember this so well, it says that, well, you know, ultimately, it's actually quite there's actually no restriction on every children <laughs> and I found that very very funny because it's the complete opposite of what I've been thinking but I think that's the actual answer I think most people most of you are not calculating that much before they do something but when I you know when I saw that comment I was like what are you talking about? It's the most exhausting thing in the world. You gotta calculate just how much money you need every month, and uh, where to send them to school, and you, you know, do you find a nanny? What you're gonna do with your whole family set up? How are you gonna buy a house? Blah blah blah. It's just so mentally daunting, and it's just, um, it just doesn't seem like the thing to do if you don't want to mentally. Uh, drowning thing. I don't know if that's the right, right word. Anyway, when I saw the comment, I was both enlightened and um, uh, very, very suspicious at the same time. Suspicious because I thought it was completely um, it was the opposite of the truth. But enlightened at the same time because I thought maybe that's the real truth. Maybe that's that's it. Maybe that's a secret to life. Most people they just do things right. They um, <laughs> do certain things and then they a child just came out and they just do it they just like okay fine just like uh take the child into the wild and you know what I mean the point is just that maybe that really is the secret key not to happiness but to survival which is just to remember to exist and not fall and if you have a child then fine just make sure they don't fall, and they have something to eat, and (laughs) you'll be good. Yeah, the comment was really saying that society actually has a very low uh, bar on who can have children, and um, there's really no way to to diagnose that, and um, you could just have as many children as you like, as long as you can provide them with the basic resource, right? So in a way, it's actually a really free form of art that most people have access to, that they can participate in. And that is just based a lot on intuition. And I think I'm not going to have children, but I'm going to extend that philosophy to my life, which is just that, yeah, it's not that difficult to survive. It's not that difficult to Um, to find a shelter and just to make sure you have food or something every single day. And if you go down to the bare minimum like that, it's actually quite easy to live. And um, in modern, modern day society, I suspect it's even easy to live quite okay. Maybe not fancy, but at least good enough. That's just what I think. So I'm going to take on this new approach to life. I already bought my laptop, so I cannot experiment with the new mindset. I already went into that rabbit hole of digging and just um, thinking a lot about whether or not I should just go for a Mac or blah, blah, blah. I've done that. I've give, it's. It, I lost my chance. But for the next thing that I might not need to purchase or for the next thing I'm going to do in life... I'm just going to be completely ledger free. I'm just going to do whatever and make sure I just don't fall. (laughs) Physically, physically only. So yeah, so that's the um, idea. Uh, I hope I get to talk to you very soon. Have a good one. Bye bye.